Welcome back to the final episode of 100% Sports at MHS. I'm your host, Calum Jackson. This week, I got to sit down and talk to the principal of Mitchell High School, Mr. Peters. I got his perspective on the online learning, and I also sat down with the elementary principal, Mr. K, and got his perspective on how they transitioned into the online learning environment. Let's get right into the action. So if you could give me a little background about yourself and uh, how long you've been the principal at Mitchell High School. Sure. So I graduated from Shattered State College in 1995. Uh, my first teaching job was in Hay Springs, Nebraska. Uh, I was there for two years. I taught um, elementary and high school PE, and I also taught uh, high, junior high and high school social studies. Uh, began teaching in Mitchell in 1997. And I taught social studies and PE for well, around around uh, nine years, ten years, something like that. Uh, and I coached football, wrestling, and track and during that time. Uh, and I started the principalship in 2006. So this is my 14th year uh, as being the principal at Mitchell High. Um, so the second question I got is, what was your first thought on learning Mitchell was going to be switching to online school for the rest of the school year? Wow, that uh, that that goes back a little bit, I guess. Uh, so much has happened since then. Um, my first thought was, man, this should be interesting. Um, let's figure this out. So uh, it's been quite a quite a ride. And uh, so what did you do to help the teachers uh, and other staff move into the online teaching environment? Um, honestly, we just talked about uh, supporting our students um, by trying to stay connected as much as possible uh, to main that, maintain that two teacher and student relationship as best we could. Um, we knew that uh, we were going to have to slow down on the workload and those some of those things, but uh, we really, in all in all facets of uh, of our school, we really talk a lot about relationships and and if you can develop those, you can work through about anything, I believe. Um, so, how hard was it for most of the teachers to transition into the online learning environment? That's a great question. Um, most teachers were already using Schoology. Uh, in, in most grade levels, 7 through 12, to some extent. Uh, so our, the, the students seem to have a firm grasp of that, and really that created a, a, a very smooth transition, I believe, into that. I think some of our bigger challenges were more dealing with uh, technology issues like uh, Chromebook malfunctions from anywhere from that to um, web access for everybody. You know, you worry about does everybody have the ability to get online and do their work or, um, you know, those type of things. Also, I believe that uh, something I've learned about myself is that when I'm working from home, there's a lot of distractions that uh, you don't have at work when you're, you know, doing your whatever role you have with a school or any other job, I believe. Um, dealing with those uh, distractions and trying to, uh, engage fully in your work is sometimes difficult. So I'm sure the students have that same uh, thing going on a little bit. So, like, in your opinion, what would be the worst part about the online learning? Uh, I just I just think that probably the very worst part is uh, the lack of face-to-face -face, um, 
opportunity for kids to learn. Uh, and I believe that there's a lot of social, uh, you know, the social things you miss are crucial as well. So uh, the hardest thing I would say is not having that face-to-face -face relationship uh, every day with with the students and then even with their peers, like for the teachers. But um, I would expect that to be similar for the students as well. So if someone was stuck at home either doing schoolwork or just their job, what would be your biggest advice to people? Uh, another great question. I think for me, uh, some of my struggles is just trying to maintain a balance of work, um, of exercise, of leisure time, and sleep. Uh, you know, time with family and friends is also very crucial. Uh, you know, we may not all be able to be together, uh, but still connecting and, and maintaining those relationships, I think it's uh, uh it's pretty tough to uh, do that. It's easier to say all those things, creating that balance. I've got myself uh, at times just being stuck in my work and, you know, putting in a lot of time into that where maybe I'm letting some things go that I shouldn't. So. Uh, and lastly, what's your favorite part about being the principal at Mitchell High School? You know, Caleb, I think my favorite part of, of the school environment, and I would say this uh, from when I was a teacher as well, but uh, just the relationship with the students and the school personnel, uh, the people we work with, and, and I really cherish uh, the team aspect of whatever our school goal is and and uh, leading in that and, and trying to get everybody on the same, same page and, and then the success that goes with that, you know. Um, but I think even more importantly for me, it's uh, just witnessing our youth, witnessing kids as they grow and mature. You know, I get it's awesome to see kids come in as seventh graders. We have a graduating class going out right now. It seems like yesterday they were a foot and a half shorter and, and you know, eyes wide open and, and learning about our school. And now they're veterans of our school and ready to tackle the world. So that's pretty cool to witness that you could give me a little background about yourself and how long you've been the principal at Mitchell Elementary School. Okay. Um, I just finished my 16th year here. Um, I've been in education for 30 years. Um, I was a high school principal for six years and three years. Uh, I was K-12 out of those six. Um, you know, I've kind of rare thing about me. I've taught elementary, junior high, high school and college kids. So, um, I taught at WNCC and uh, Summit Christian College part-time at one point. I taught accounting and uh, business management. Um, you know, I I got out of ed education after my eighth year of teaching, and uh, I went out and I was an insurance adjuster for four years, and I really enjoyed that, and I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have ever become a principal if I hadn't experienced that, you know. And... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a person that really thinks I'm pretty lucky and fortunate, and I get up every day, and and I always think I, I probably have it better than seven billion people in this world, and I try not to complain because uh, if you complain, you're not leading people, and and uh, complaining is not getting you where where you need to be. So, um, you know, I really try to focus on on being uh, grateful for what I have, and and try to focus my thoughts on that.
Um, so the second question I got for you was, what was your first thought on learning Mitchell was going to switch to online schooling for the rest of the year? Um, you know, I, I really thought it was it was a difficult decision, but the decision was made far above from our, our control. And anytime you have to deal with something like that, I think you have to make the, the most of it. Um, you know, it was at, a, at the governor's level. It wasn't even at a local school level, so... Um, I, I think we had to make the best of it. I, I really am, am not a huge advocate for elementary kids. I think they need to be in school. I think they need to, uh, you know, I think I, I think in elementary school they need to learn those those rules and routines and procedures, and and they need to uh, get those social skills uh, by interacting with with their peers. and And I think our teachers do a great job of of working with our kids on that. Um, you know, I I think. Part of that is um, I, I don't know. You know, I, we can't expect parents to be their teachers because I know there's a lot of parents out there right now struggling, and I know some are still working and they're coming home and having to deal with their their kids and and getting their schoolwork done. And I know that that's become a you know a major issue. So, so how did you help the teachers move into the online teaching environment? Um. Well, we we met with them right away. I, I believe we we did not meet with them Monday. We made that decision on a Sunday night. That was passed down from you know the local health district from the governor. So we shut school down and we met with the entire staff. And you know, fortunately, our fifth and sixth have used some online components. You know, and uh, I, I think that that has been helpful somewhat. Uh, you know, we use Google Classroom. Um, our Wonders Reading has some online components. So that's helped us a little bit. Um, I wouldn't say we're, you know, I'm really not sure what other schools are doing. You know, I've been in touch with some principals and talked to them. Uh, we did utilize packets to get out to families. And uh We'll probably get some feedback when this is all said and done, but uh, you know, there's there's a, it's all really hard to to evaluate those packets and and how much is getting done. But at least kids are continuing their learning, and I think that was you know the major thing for us is kids um, to kids continue their learning. Uh, and I really feel strongly, you know, great teachers always find a way to make it work no matter what. Uh, I, I, I think you'll really see that, you know, our really good teachers, and we have a lot of them, they'll, they'll do fine in this, this environment. Um, the mediocre teachers, you know, will probably switch their focus to complaining about what's going on rather than, you know, trying to make the best of it. So, I you know, I think my major job is is getting teachers to understand the situation out there. Uh, also supporting those teachers is really important for me and also providing resources that are available and I've tried to do that as as you know I, I come to school every day. So that that's probably in a nutshell there, Caitlin. So how hard was it to transition the teachers into like the online learning? You know, I, again, it, I, I think it was it was difficult, and and I don't like to say that, 
Uh, we did give our fifth and sixth graders Chromebooks. Most of the kids, I, I would say 95% of them, took advantage of that. The other 5% said they had um, resources at home to use. So we're hoping all those Chromebooks come back in one piece next week. But, uh, uh, you know, we utilize the Chromebooks. The Google Classroom has, has been used by our fifth and sixth grade uh, teachers. They've also done some other online um, learning. For example, our first grade teachers have done some different things also. Uh, Class Dojo and Google Classroom has been uh, utilized by Mrs. King. Um, Seesaw has been utilized by Ms. Hoffman. And I know I IXL, which is an online program, has been utilized by Mrs. Osmera. So from sixth grade down, um, every teacher has um, utilized some, in some form or fashion some sort of online format. The catch there is uh, we need to uh, find a uniform platform if if this ever happens again, and uh, we probably need to find uh, you know limit the amount of resources that parents have to deal with at home because you know I do think that that's going to be a major issue because if you have four kids at home and each kid has three or four platforms to deal with, I I really think that that you know, could be tough for a parent. And also, you know, kids being at home, um, that's always a, a main concern for me as a as a leader here. I, I really feel like, um, you know, we have parents that have to go to work, and I know there's always that possibility that they may not be able to get daycare. So, you know, you worry about kids being home alone. You worry about kids getting fed. Um and and this experience, I, I, I like I said earlier, I think you have to make the best of everything. But but I know we're going to run into some real you know difficult circumstances with some kids coming back, and uh, I, I think we're we're putting a lot on parents to expect them to you know do all of this at home, and uh, it, it's it's a difficult situation and. Um, uh, and I and I, I empathize and sympathize with with families out there right now. So, if someone's stuck at home, either doing schoolwork or just their job, what would be your biggest advice to people out there? Um, you know, I, I guess you have to feed your family first and foremost, and education may be secondary when it comes to that type of situation, but. Uh, I, I really think um, big brother, big sister can help the little ones here at the elementary or maybe possibly utilize, uh, you know, a babysitter from junior high or high school that could come over and check on the kids once in a while to make sure they are doing their schoolwork. Um, I, I know that uh, a lot of successful families that have dealt positively with this situation uh, utilize a, a, a routine time every night or every morning to get schoolwork done and a quiet place in their house. So, I, you know, I and I and I think uh, reading is very underrated in our society uh, today. Um, kids have so many resources. Uh, they have video games. They have computers. Um, we're, you know, my generation. We read a lot and we read a lot of books and that was just part of our lifestyle and and I think it's good for kids now uh to sit down and read um it's a great time to to read 
I've encouraged our staff, uh, the many resources that are out there, uh, to, to, to listen to books online. Um, you know, I, I use a program called Audible. When I take walks uh, or I'm working around the house, I'll listen to books online and uh you know there's there's so many resources out there and miss harder our librarian is is she has uh provided those resources for our families out there so i i think that that's very beneficial to to continue reading um and read your child your younger child have your older child read to you so that's probably the biggest advice, Caleb, I could I could give families. Um, so lastly, what's your favorite part about being the principal at Mitchell Elementary? Um, you know, I I I don't know. There's there's a lot of I love my job and and I'm pretty fortunate that I come to work every day and I really I really love uh, what I do. I really embrace being a leader. I've always felt like I've been a leader. Uh, I, I think that embracing that part of your life is is, is important. Um, not everybody can be a leader. Um, not everybody uh, wants to be a leader. And uh, I really embrace that in my life. But definitely the the most important part for me is, is the kids and the teachers and the staff and the families. And I'm one of these people that, contrary to... You know, a lot of schools, we have very supportive parents here, and um, I'm very proud to say that uh, a lot of our parents support what we do, and um, when you have seven grade levels, not everything is going to go perfect for your child, and you endure a lot of different teaching styles and a lot of different personalities over those seven years, so things are not always going to be perfect, and... um, I, I think for the most part we we get a lot of support from our parents. Um, I've, I try to spend as much time as possible with kids from eight to three forty-five every day. I always feel like my office stuff can wait, and I can do that before or after school. But um, I, I spend every day in the lunchroom uh, for, for first grades through sixth grade, and then I spend. Uh, approximately 40 to 45 minutes on the playground every day. So I, I think those relationships with kids are my most important um, thing that I do here at this school. Uh, it is the most important thing to me. Um, like I said, I can I can always get uh, the office stuff done before or after school, but spending time with kids and, and making sure they know who you are and and – no, they know that you care for them. I, I think that's that's important. I teach sixth grade computers also at the end of the day. So if we have three sixth grade classrooms, I only get to do it once a week in each room. And if we have two, we do it t- twice a week. But I really enjoy that. And um, the other part of my job I love, I, you know, I love to work with the teachers and the paras and everybody, the, the staff. I've got two wonderful ladies that I work in the office, uh, Mrs. Hoff and Mrs. Reuter. I couldn't ask for two better ladies, and Mrs. Hoff is leaving this year, and Mrs. Mindy Fillingham will be taking her place. And, you know, we feel like she's just a wonderful replacement. And, and you know, I think I think another part of the job I love, I love hiring new teachers. 
Um, I love working with those young people, whether not necessarily young. Um, you know, some teachers uh, come out older, and I, I just enjoy watching them grow and learn because that's a really exciting time in their lives. It was a very exciting time for me, and um, I, I just I just love that part of it. And, um, I, and, and probably the hard part for me, too, is seeing our staff go through difficult times in their lives, and uh, that's the unfortunate part of my job. And, and, I, and we're like a big family down here, and I feel like, uh, you know, if they lose a parent or they have something, a health issue or or something, I I take it to heart and it and it makes you know it makes my job more difficult. But um, again, I I think I think I really embrace the the role of being a leader and and I always have and um, I, I guess that that's probably the many uh, great parts of my job here. Thank you to both Mr. K and Mr. Peters for doing those interviews. Like I said before, this is the final episode of 100% Sports at MHS. Thanks to all the viewers that have stayed tuned and listened to all my podcasts. We'll be back next year in August for the fall sports preview where I sit down and interview the head coach of Mitchell football and the new head coach of volleyball here in Mitchell. So stay Looking forward to that. Thank you. We'll see you guys in August.